Very good evening and welcome to the great Western Queensland Racing News Podcast for another week and uh, plenty to talk about today including a wrap up from Roma and looking ahead to a couple of really good meetings, ultra um, impressive nominations for Blackall and of course Nurema Racing this weekend and just under two weeks out from Birdsville Take One 2022. Andrew what's with you here tonight joined as always by Maxi Tanks. It's almost April like the year's flying. Oh it? it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous where's it gone? I don't I don't know I really don't. <laughs> Brooke Rich- yeah it's, it's crazy. Brooke Richardson good evening. Good afternoon. Maxi what do you got for us tonight to start off? Well, the seasons are about to change, so uh, I was interested. What is uh, everyone's favourite season, and what sort of season do you enjoy the most? Well, I'll, I'll jump in. <sighs> Probably against popular thought, I don't mind winter. Really? G- great cuddling weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love pulling dunas out. Um, love tucking in. I know I might have a bit of a different um, opinion this year when I've actually got to get up at half past four and go to work. <laughs> it might change my thoughts, but um, you know, I, I don't mind winter, and you sort of know what you're going to get in a day. Like in summer, especially out here in the west, I don't know. You, it's it's either hot or bloody hot. Yeah. You know, like, um, but there's no. Whereas winter, you sort of just cruise along. You know, you get got to be a bit in the tank at the end of the day. Interesting, Brookie. Yeah, look, it's a bit of a tough one. I'm someone that suffers with, like, allergies, sinusitis, so um, spring and those sorts of things aren't good for me. I hate winter because, obviously, I'm a jockey and I don't know. I started my apprenticeship um, in Toowoomba, so you can only imagine Mm. how cold it is there. Um, So I grew to hate the cold pretty quickly. Um, So I'm going to have to go with summer. I feel like summer's good because there's always a way to cool yourself down. And, yeah... I just hate winter because I'm already white as it is. Look, I need to see a bit of sun and, and get the legs out in the sun. Otherwise, I'm pretty scary looking. So, <laughs> summer's probably pretty good for me. Maxi, spring for me. Spring. Well, oh, no. I just think it, it's a pleasant time of year, you yeah. know, like weather-wise. But it's also NRL finals. It's good racing. Mm. NFL's coming back. It's always a really good time of sport as well. So, Maxi, that is a fantastic answer. I didn't even think about sport. I was too. It made me like spring. I was. I was too concerned about sleeping and cuddling. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we lost um, Alpha over the weekend. People, um, of course, uh, an inch and a touch overnight on Friday night caused um, an unsafe racing surface. They worked tirelessly uh, Saturday, um, only to be disappointed with another 10 mils, Maxi. A um, little bit disappointing because uh, Alpha is another one of those clubs that draw a crowd. Um, they could have a marbles competition there <laughs> and you'd still sell 600 tickets. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, you know, unfortunately they lost their race meeting last year as well, so it's been back-to-back race meetings that they've uh, lost so far, but um, yeah, look, fingers crossed uh, they do. I know, I know, it looked like they still had a pretty pretty good yep. party there on Sunday night. So. And, and, Brooke, as it would turn out, you didn't miss a weekend after all. But she was going to Roma, remember? Oh, you did, but you didn't miss your, ba- <laughs> you didn't miss, you didn't miss your baby shower, at least. No, I didn't miss the baby shower. There was a few light sprinkles um, in Emerald towards the end of it when we were um, finishing up. But, yes, I did miss out on Roma, but um, if I was going to Alpha, I would have been safe anyway. But, um <laughs> I do feel sorry for the likes of um, the heavy jockeys that may have took rides there and, and had to miss out on a feed or two and they would have held out again for another day only to be 
disappointed and probably make a pig of himself Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Just speaking of baby showers, what's your favourite baby shower game? Oh, I think the funniest one would have been you had to go the whole baby shower without actually saying baby or bub or anything oh. like that. And you don't realise how hard it is to not say baby at a baby shower. Yeah. Because you don't want to get around calling a baby it. Like, that was well, rude. well fun, funnily enough, these days it's probably a safe option. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. I, I, I love food. Yeah, I love uh, the one where you eat the chocolate out of the nappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> How many baby showers have you been to, Andrew? Oh, I've, I've watched a couple. Oh. <laughs> we used to have to set them up, the odd one up at the RSL. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Righto, Roma, <laughs> Roma picnics on the weekend, and the feature race on the day was the Pickles Ladies Bracelet. It was an open over 1,200 metres. Brilliant prize money, 12,800 to the winner. Uh, the favourite for the bracelet was American Genius for Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall. Here's Flinny with the last 600. American Genius kicks up again. American Genius kicks up on the inside here of the Carpenter. Buzzer beater out three wide. They've dropped the others about three to Brianish. Vertical and back at the tail of the field. Hocked in the straight. 250 to go. The Carpenter and American Genius, they go together. Buzzer beater running on. The Carpenter down the centre of the track is going to be too strong. The Carpenter beat American Genius. Buzzer beater. A good gap back to Brian. Yeah, that was the Carpenter winning the bracelet for Terry Hall and everyone's favourite Kiwi, Shane McGovern. Uh, one by a length over the Iron Horse, American Genius for Billy Johnson and Olivia Kendall and Buzzer Beater for Mark Patterson and Jeff Felix, two and three quarters length away in third. But the Carpenter Max, a good win. And uh, you pulled out a little bit of a stat about American Genius uh, during the week too. Um, he's been a real um, consistent horse uh, for the Johnson team. He has. He, I think that since they picked him up, which was in uh, March last year, there's only one month that he hasn't had a start yep. um, since then, and that was in September last year. So, um, look, if, if you can keep him going and then they continue to enjoy the racing, why would you put them, put them in the box? Um, you know, he's racing ultra consistently. He doesn't usually put in a bad race, does he? No, he certainly does. And look at the form of the Carpenter. Um, winner three starts back over 1850 at Toowoomba. That was in December last year. And I suppose uh, he started $9. You would have thought it may have been a bit short, but a good training effort to keep him nice and fresh to um, be within striking distance. Absolutely. I, I couldn't wouldn't be able to pick it off the form um really good training performance and um yeah i'm i'm sure it was a bit of a wipeout as well if anyone uh, got on that one doubles on the day to olivia webb uh, Liv o'donnell and craig smith the training double the first of trade craig's winners came up in race one with as good as ready um took the cutest money olivia o'donnell uh, with a four kilo claim started ten dollars in the market um a frog in a sock ran second for maddie crop and olivia webb two and three quarter lengths away and uh, Runard Rednut. She's <laughs> a couple of tricky ones there if you're calling uh, for William Hill and Johnny Rudd. But um, Brooke, Craig Smith, Roma, it's two things that go together along with a winner. Yeah, I think so. There's always that home track advantage, um, you know, when you're up against Craig at Roma. And also, too, I do think he's pretty handy with a maiden there. And especially he seems to be able to find the cutest horse, too. So, um, yeah. 
he's proven himself as a trainer, that's for sure. And it's good to see that Liv O'Donnell's having a lot of success for a boss. He's been putting her on everything, and she's been doing a good job on them too. Chester's Angel won race two, um, class three plate. Maxie, the prize money there on Saturday was phenomenal. Yeah, it was um, all day. It, it's good to see. Obviously, all the always the uh, Roma Picnic Club they um, put on good prize money for the day, and uh, definitely um, makes it worthwhile for the trainers to attend. And I'm sure it's why they got a big book of jockeys there as well. And um, yeah, this was a good win by Chester's Angel on um, the footage at first. I actually thought that learning curve might have got up, but um, Chester's Angel was way too tough in the end, and the uh, the two claimers were battling it out and. Um, Brooke, you, I think you mentioned it the other week that they've got to stop being called Olivia. But imagine walking into the jockey's room and just saying, hey, Liv, and just seeing all three of them turn around and look at you. like just. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'd hate to be a race call, you know, and trying to remember people's names and stuff if they win because you might know that Olivia wrote it, but you, if they didn't have their name on their silk, you'd be thinking, which one? <laughs> uh, learning curve. Learning curve was second in that race for Matt Crop and Olivia Webb and Bartos, Beck Kerwood and Sarah Champkin uh, in six lengths away in third. You're talking the Olivia's, well, they trifected race three. Uh, like a, a special Pat Webster and Olivia Webb, that was the first live leg of Olivia Webb's double. <laughs> Harmain ran second, Colin Storch, Olivia Kendall, three lengths away. And better be great, Craig Smith and Liv O'Donnell in third. Uh, just three lengths covering the first three. But like a special, um, Brooke Pat Webster, you've rode for him um, for many moons now. Uh, this horse goes pretty well. That's uh, two in a row. It was first up there on Saturday and looks in for a good prep. Yeah, look, this, this horse I just absolutely love. I think I've rode... I've had three wins on her, I think. Um, so I've got to be aboard her, on her a fair bit. And I just think she likes the girls. And I think Pat sort of realised that too. And um, he's a magnificent trainer. They're great people to ride for as well. You probably wouldn't find a better bloke. Um, so it's really good to see him in the winner's circle. And I just knew, though, when I seen her name in and I seen um, the jockey that she had on, I knew that she'd be winning. So um, it was no surprise to me. But, yeah, yeah, Pat definitely does a good job with his horses. Wrapping up, uh, Roma was race four on the card. It was a benchmark 55 over the 1,200 metres and froze back in the winner's circle uh, for KBO Brian, Richard Turnbull, uh, Scotty Power and a couple of other owners. Now eight-year-old. Uh, notched up win nine with 17 minor placings at start 45. Arrived uh, in the nick of time over Gecko and Blackstream in third. Yeah, that's right. Um, dropping back from the 1,400 metres was a good little first up hit out over the 1,400 at the home track at Moranbar there and uh, came out. Loves the Roma track, doesn't he? Always oh, seems to it. put in a really good race there. And, um, yeah, 1,200 <laughs> metres, uh, obviously been trained off nicely from that. Uh, 1400 meter gallop and uh, came out on top any black bookers from Roma uh, black bookers I well I know it goes without saying but I think American Genius is probably just uh, knocking on the door for a pretty good win soon and uh, we'll be coming into Battle of the Bush Heats uh, relatively quickly um, when's the first one kick off May yeah end of April May so um, they'll be on our doorstep before we know it and I imagine um, this horse will be probably being targeted towards there again Let's start with a look at nominations for this weekend. Maxi, we're going all the way up to the northwest to Mount Isa. Uh, 52 nominations for the six races on the card there on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're starting to see them step out to 14.50 up there now. Um, so obviously the likes are loud enough come back. We're probably going to see 
Capset come into a bit of better form um, and um, breakdown. So after a really good run that I fought in town, I know I got beaten 10 lengths, but Nemazo's um, no mug. So uh, getting back to the eyes of there, I wouldn't surprise see breakdowns run a really strong race. Down to the Baku Amateurs uh, Blackall for Beef Producers Race Day. They picked up three extra races from Alpha. Eight races on Saturday. Brooke, 89 horses nominated. Um, I'd take into consideration there are a couple of um, double-ups there. But yeah. have you seen uh, nominations of Blackall to this extent? No, I haven't, actually. And I was only chatting with David Rewald when we were um, discussing rides and things like that. We were actually... Um, Obviously, like you said, there's a few that have doubled up, but we're thinking, where are they all going to go? Because there's only so many tie-ups. I was um, just thinking the same thing. There isn't yeah, a, a so huge I'm not amount, sure is there? Work that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that proves sometimes. I mean, it's great to see the numbers, but sometimes that's where we get in a little bit of trouble out here. Is they're not quite equipped to um, have that many horses. So I'm not sure what they're going to do there, but they're they're a great committee and they always put on a good day. So I'm sure they'll work it out. But um, yeah, it's definitely nice to see so much interest out this way. We'll have eight races any day in Longreach, 108 stalls we've got. Yeah. Got them now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brooke, uh, can you lead us into where Trump Me's going, Nirama or Blackall? Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're I not going to Nirama, are you? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. So I don't know what Benny Waldron's up to, but look, I hope he's bringing me to Blackall because he's bloody booking me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a fit. Been booked for Nirima. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I did my maths and figured, well, I don't know if he'd be going there for one horse to Nirima. So, uh, yeah. no, nonetheless, fantastic noms. And let's wrap it up with Nirima Maxi. Um, 30 noms, again, a couple doubled up. Look, this is pretty par for Nirima. Um, I, I, I'd cow, I haven't done a ring around yet, but I'd assume there'll only be five jockeys. Yeah, usually you get a pretty good indication, don't you, of um, how many jockeys are going with um, the nominations across the races. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it's probably on par. The Cup, I think, is going to be a pretty good race still. Um, another plan, if he, if he comes back to that form that we saw last year, I think it's it's his for the taking. And he's um, certainly been ticking along nicely enough to um, it, you'd expect a, a big big return there. And uh, also interested to see Tourmaster come back. Mm. Um, obviously a very speedy horse on his day. He's going to have to carry a bit of weight. Um, not sure if Pugs has got a claim there or not, but it's going to be an interesting race nonetheless. Yeah, just thinking of jockeys uh, who was going there. I think Paul Randall, uh, Moffat. Um, not too sure. There was. I'm pretty sure we did discuss this the other day. We got to four, didn't we? Not me. No. Anyhow, we'll uh, we'll <laughs> soon see when nominations come out. Because uh, just the the draw of eight races and potential eight rides at Blackhall yeah. yeah. is. You know, we we did discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to bring bring more to the four out there. Absolutely. Good if you for me, it. after missing weekend, I'm just thinking of the money. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a full book, Brooke? I missed out on um, one race, so yeah, but that's all right. When's the last day. time um, you had seven races in one day? Crap, a long time ago. I, oh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but I do remember when another meeting was given a few extra races and you're so accustomed to just riding five mm. and it was a hot day and I had to ride seven, I think it was, and I was just wondering, how did I used to do this? Like, how did I... <laughs> down and ride nine, ten races in a day. Like, I don't remember it being that hard, but <laughs> it's probably not as hot there either. Uh, James Baker, he's riding. Oh, yeah, you did see that, actually. Yeah, yep. Yep. Okay, Maxie, today's topic. Yeah, you've uh, got into this topic for us uh, this week and uh, funny race stories that we've been involved in. So 
You've obviously got something in mind, I'm guessing, so you can well, kick had, us off. I had a couple. Yeah. I've got a couple. Look, there's probably one of the funniest stories, which was a, it was an expensive story, was um, the uh, Dutch courage getting beaten at the Emerald Hundred. <laughs> that was that was... That was hell, that was funny. It was oh, you know, in hindsight, we have a laugh about it. Was it was incredible to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and funnily enough, Dr. Tom was involved in this story, but it was Corinna this time. Okay. And uh, this was the Centenary Cup. Yeah. Um, and so we pooled together our money to buy Hoff and Horry. So Hoff and Horry used to be with Oatsy. Yeah. Um, I think it was Rodney Little originally, and it ends up with John Delahunty. So we paid top dollar for this horse. Anyhow, we... <laughs> Uh, in the Calcutta, that is. So we um, we go up, and Brent McGregor was riding. Oh, bang, bang. Oh, we lost a bit of audio there. And uh, so we went up and said, look, get this over the line, and you get a sling. So that was okay. Anyhow, the story, cut, the, cut to the chase. Hoff and Horry wins the cup by six lengths. Brent McGregor gets the first ever fine in picnic racing, $200 <laughs> for standing in the irons for the last hundred. <laughs> anyway, so we said, we'll pay you the fine, because... We, we we collected pretty well. Dr. Tom enjoyed a few too many shandies. So I thought, well, I better fix up McGregor, the 400. So I've gone up and paid him the 400 for the sling and the 400 for the, and the 200, 200 for the fine and 200 for the sling. I thought he was going to kiss me when I paid it to him. <laughs> anyway, he said, oh, thanks, big fella, come on, we'll go to the bar and have a few drinks. Oh, I don't know. love a bloke that loves sharing his winnings. Anyway, we're driving home the next day and I said, Tom, I said, um, I fixed McGregor up. He goes, what? He said, so did I. <laughs> so Bang Bang at the picnics has collected 800 of a race. Didn't say a word. The best part was he didn't even pay his fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we always remind Brent, uh, McGregor about that whenever we see him. But um, good, uh, good bloke. Good fun times out there, Corinna. Unfortunately, Tower Hill's fallen over this year um, for, for a few reasons. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, you can still have a bit of fun out there on on the punt in in the Calcutta's. My um, funny story is actually also at an Emerald One Hundred race meeting. Yeah, and at the time it certainly wasn't overly funny, um, but it involved us and a certain bookmaker <laughs> who will go remain unnamed at this time. And um, look, it was, it was probably building for the majority of the day. Um, there was a lot of bets being denied um, that were fully legible as part of the minimum bet laws um races being missed because um obviously taking quite a long time and we were up in the members area we were living it up large and um you know you're probably sort of expected to be able to get your bet on and anyways things kept happening and um <laughs> sean <laughs> it's actually also got them to stuff up a bet ticket and he i actually just remembered this now and he had Fifty dollars on a two dollar fifty shot, and they gave him twenty five bucks, and it won. So he went downstairs to collect that. <laughs> um, but anyways, things kept going on, and we got to the end of the day, and you know we we've all had a good day. We didn't really care. We didn't think anything of it. And um, next thing you know, we're sort of getting a, a knock on the a tap on the shoulder from the stewards, and they've asked us to to come downstairs. And um, thinking, oh, what's going on here? And uh, so hopefully it was me, you, and Bertie have all walked. <laughs> downstairs and we go, what's going on here and they've all called us in one by one and uh and that the bookmaker again who's going to go unnamed was, was sitting in there as well and um anyways he, he kept voicing all these concerns that he's had for us 
all day and and I'll, the part that always <laughs> rings in my mind and I'll never forget it and he goes if Mr. Watts wants to try his luck with me I'd like to see him try outside <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but they used to, those days at Emerald used to be they used to be good, didn't we? Uh, uh, go up up in the members and yeah. um, and have the have, go toe to toe with uh, the um, bookmaker that used to stand upstairs there. <laughs> but that was quite funny. I, I never thought in a million years we'd get drawn into a stewards inquiry for punting. <laughs> <laughs> and I did enjoy the end of it when when obviously both sides had had, had their piece and the stewards said. Uh, this seems like nothing more than a disagreement between a punt and a bookmaker. I don't know what we're doing here. Can you please leave? <laughs> and they took the, the particular person in question took it further. They they wrote to the oh, club and what is banned from yeah. Emerald. And Leon rang me up and telling me all about that. Actually, yeah. 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 So it was a good story. Brooke, we've given you plenty of time um, <laughs> for a story here. Yeah, I didn't have one when we first um, made up for this phone call, but um, I've had a bit of a think and. I'm probably going to have to... I don't know if it'll be as funny as you guys, because I probably don't get to have as much fun at the races as you do. Um, take my job very seriously, just to <laughs> put that out there. <laughs> I don't muck around, right? Um, but I think it's... Um, I won't say any names, because that could get me in trouble, but it's in relation to a steward, and this bloke was had done his training, so he was only fairly young, and he was chairing his first meeting. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his first one on his own. So he was feeling pretty special, pretty important. As you would, you'd be pretty proud of your job. And being a steward's uh, pretty technical. You get to pick on some people if you're feeling feeling like it. So he was throwing his weight around a little bit all day. And all, a, a few of us jockeys had made a compliment. We're like, oh, geez, you know, you're like, he's hard work. Wouldn't crack a smile. Wouldn't really say good day. He was, he was very serious about his job. And he calls me in for an inquiry and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm pretty confident like I haven't got into trouble. So I thought maybe I just needed to provide evidence for an incident that I was near, not necessarily that I was a part of. Um, so sometimes they'll call in, you know, the people in the incident and then a couple people that were around the incident um, to give their evidence to see if there's anything else that needs to be added. So he's called us all in and um, he just starts going to town about my writing. It's Miss Richardson this and Miss Richardson that. And I let him get all the way to the end. <laughs> I let him go, let's review the footage. Before I play the footage, has anyone got anything they'd like to say before we view the film? I just said, no, sir. Went along with it. <laughs> and then we watched the footage and he said, oh, does anyone want to come forward um, with anything further or give any evidence? And I just said, sir, I wouldn't mind actually adding um, now that I've reviewed the film. And he goes, yes, Miss Richardson, you may proceed. And I said, uh, that's not me. You've <laughs> 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 got the wrong jockey, sir. And he just went bright red. <laughs> he looked around the room and he's looking through his book. And I said, I I'm serious. I'm not having you on. This this isn't me. Uh, that's not me. <laughs> Please step outside for a moment, he says. So I walk outside and he comes back out and he goes, no, no, you're right. I said, yeah, well, I know I am. And he said, okay, you may go back to the jockey <laughs> And I just thought, well... The attitude he come in with, I just, I just shit all over your day. <laughs> I'm going to make him go right through the procedure before I say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, there's plenty of plenty of fun around a racetrack, Maxie. Oh, there it's, is. It's a lot of serious, but there's plenty of fun. I actually, um, like recalling ours incident, I just thought it was 
And I, I actually remember talking to Birch about it afterwards. Like, they'd send you in one by one and then bring you out. And it kind of felt like you're a jockey in a um, in a protest. Like, in, yeah. you know, you see them <laughs> in the big races and they're all going in one by one and that. And then everyone's getting called in at the end. And No, great times. Great times. Brooke, uh, you're going to Blackall this weekend. Uh, all the best yeah. with your seven rides. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks very much. Should be an opportunity there to ride a winner somewhere. <laughs> Maxie, uh, you going trackside or just uh, viewing footage from home? I think I'll be viewing footage from home this weekend. I'll have no joy, no signal at Nirima. There isn't. No. I've booked, I'm going to have, uh, I've sort of planned the weekend around the Cosmos set of Friday night and a bit of footy. Yeah. Uh, and then go to Kunamala, do the yearly trip to the Kunamala fella, <laughs> then down to Nirima and back to Wyandra for dinner. Is Abby going? Yes. Yep. Yeah, my favourite travel buddy's coming. So she hasn't any choice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you're going to the Kunamala fella, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Kunamala fella. <laughs> <laughs> Maxie, uh, thanks very much for your time, mate. We'll do it all again next week. All the best uh, racing over the weekend. Um, and we will catch you next week for the podcast, the Greater Western Queensland Racing News Podcast. 